Welcome, church. I am so glad that you are watching this today. And, of course, I'm coming to you from our worship center. And behind me, you'll see that it is empty. But the one thing I really do love being able to do as a church is to come into this worship center and worship Jesus Christ and come together and fellowship and experience the presence of God together. For me, there is just nothing better than that. But, of course, today, no one's in here but me. And so I honestly believe that there is a reason and there is a purpose for that. And so I just want to tell you what that is. Every year for our church, I pray a specific Bible verse for our church for an entire year. And I do that for one particular reason, and it's because of what Jesus says. Jesus says that I can ask for anything and it will be given unto me as long as it is the will of the Father. So I know when I am praying the Word of God that I am praying the will of God. So according to the words of Jesus, whatever I ask for will be granted. So that's why I pray Scripture. And so every year I pray a specific Bible verse for our church and for you, our people. This year I'm praying James 4.8 for us. And that verse just says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. And the way I pray that verse is I just pray for us as a church and for you, that you would draw near to God and then in return that God would draw near to us. So I've been praying that for 2020. And so the thing is, though, back in 2018, at the end of 2018, sometime in December, I started looking for a Bible verse to pray for us for 2019. And so at the time, I was reading through the book of Acts. And as I was reading through the book of Acts, God laid on my heart one particular verse of Scripture to pray for an entire year for our church in 2019. And that verse of Scripture, to me anyway, seemed very odd, seemed very peculiar. But it was Acts 8-4. And this is what Acts 8-4 says. It says, And as the believers were scattered, they preached the good news everywhere they went. And when I read that verse, I didn't really understand why God led me to that verse to pray over our church. I just assumed, in my mind anyway, that He wanted us to be more evangelistic. So He sent me to a verse that we were going to preach the good news. So really, in all of 2019, that's what I prayed, that we would be a church that would be evangelistic and we preach the good news everywhere we went. I never really focused on the first part of that verse, when the believers were scattered. And you see, here's the problem. For us, we don't see things the same way God sees them. I can see pretty good in reverse. I can look at what's happened in my past and what's happened behind me, and I can see it, and I can kind of make sense of it. But God doesn't look at things that way. God doesn't see in reverse. God sees before. That's why we call Him a providential God. That word providence is a Latin word, and this is what it means. It's a compound word. It has two words to it. The prefix is pro, which means before, and the latter part of the word is videre, a Latin word that means to see. It's where we get our word video. So what it means when we say God is providential, it just means that He sees before. And back in 2018, at the end of 2018, He started asking me to pray Acts 8-4 over our church. And when the believers were scattered, they would preach the good news everywhere they went. I believe with all my heart that He had me pray that verse to prepare us for this moment in 2020, for this season, for what's not only going on in our life, but what is going on in our world. And so I want to tell you what he's telling us to do right now and how he's answering the prayer that I prayed all of 2019. That verse in 8-4 says, when the believers were scattered. Let me tell you why the believers, the church, was scattered in Acts chapter 8. And to understand that, you have to go all the way back to Acts chapter 1. Because in Acts chapter 1, just before Jesus leaves this earth until he returns... 
That's going to happen in Acts 1-9. He's going to go sit at the right hand of God waiting for the moment in time when he comes back to this earth. But right before that in Acts 1-8, he tells the believers, the early disciples, he tells them this. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power and you will be my witnesses everywhere in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And then he left in Acts 1-9. He ascended up to the Father in heaven. And so the church really didn't know what to do, so they started praying. And for 10 days, they just prayed together. And then Acts chapter 2 happens. The day of Pentecost comes, and the Holy Spirit falls upon them, and they receive power. And what do they do? They preach the good news. And 3,000 people that one day were saved and come into the church. And for two years, that's what they did in Jerusalem. They preached the good news, and they lived together as a church, and they fellowshiped together as a church, and they saw miracles that it's hard for us to even believe. For two years, they did exactly what God told them, except they didn't do it where He told them to do it. They only partially obeyed the Word of God. And so in Acts chapter 6, the Bible says persecution came on the church. And then you see Acts chapter 8, because of persecution, they were scattered. God used that persecution to scatter them. Why? So that they would preach the good news of Jesus everywhere they went. I truly believe that's what God is doing today in 2020, almost 2,000 years later, to our church, Northport Baptist Church, because He has answered that prayer that I prayed in Acts 8-4, that we would be scattered. And now I believe He wants us to preach the good news of Jesus everywhere we go. So let me tell you how you can do that while you're scattered while we can't meet in this place. Back at the beginning of February, as a church, we were starting to read Luke chapter 15 together, one of the greatest chapters in the Bible because it's all about lost and found. It's all about God's heart for lost things, specifically lost people. And as I was beginning to study and prepare for those sermons in Luke 15, God showed me something in the story of the lost son, the prodigal son. And it's a story we all know. It's a story we've all heard since we were children. But I want to tell you that story. And then I want to give you one question that you can use to share the good news about Jesus everywhere you go. Because I truly believe the story of the lost son is the greatest story that Jesus ever told. And the reason it's the greatest story Jesus ever told is because it's a story about every person who has ever lived. It's your story, it's mine, and it's everyone else's. So, of course, the story goes like this. Jesus says that there was a father who had two sons. But the youngest son came to the father, and he asked for his inheritance. He said, Dad, I know you're not dead, but I wish you were. But since you're not, would you give me everything that you owe me? That's the way he thought of it. And so for whatever reason, because the love of the father, he did what the youngest son asked for. He gave him his inheritance. Now, this wasn't like he went to the bank and took out all the money and gave it to him. It wasn't like that in Jesus' day. What this father had to do is he had to sell everything he owned. He had to sell his land. He had to sell his cattle, his sheep, everything. And then and only then could he give his youngest son his inheritance. So everyone in the town would know what this father's doing because he's selling everything he has. And so the Bible says he did that. And then the son took all of his belongings, all the money that he received. And then Jesus says he goes to a distant land. And in that distant land, he lives his life and he lives wildly. He spends it all on wild living. 
And then once he's done with all his money and spent it all and doesn't have a dime left to his name, Jesus says a severe famine hit the land. And that young son was starving to death. And he didn't know what to do. But there was a farmer there that gave him a job. And his job was to go into the fields and feed the pigs. And this young son was so hungry that the food he was feeding the pigs looked appetizing to him and he wanted to eat it because no one would give him a thing. He was starving to death. But the Bible says that he came to his senses and he thought to himself, well, my father, even his hired servants have more than enough food. And so I can go back and tell my father that I'm sorry and that I don't deserve to be his son, but would he just take me on as a hired servant so that I can eat? So the Bible says he got up and he returned to his father and he had planned on telling him these things. But Jesus says, while he was going back to his home, his father saw him in the distance and ran to him and embraced him because he had love and compassion for him. And the young son said, Father, I'm sorry I've sinned against you and I'm no longer worthy to be your son, but just hire me. Take me on as a hired servant. But the father didn't do that. Here's what the father did. He asked his servants to go get the finest clothes in his house. He put them on his son. He took a ring and put it on his finger. And then he said to go kill the fatted calf because we're going to have a celebration because my son who was dead now lives. He was lost, but now he is found. And they celebrate the son returning to his father. Now here's the question that I have for you and for everyone who hears this story. And the question is this, what if that son never returned to his father? What would have happened to him? Well, he would have died. And not only would he have died, he would have died in the distant land and he would have died separated from his father forever. You see, that's the simple story of the gospel. We have a father in heaven who loves us and he is willing to give everything to us. But for whatever reason, we choose our own way. Isaiah 53 says we're all like sheep and we leave God's path to follow our own. So all of us are just like that lost son. We go to the distant land and we think in the distant land we'll find happiness. We think we'll find satisfaction. We think we'll find peace and joy just living the way we want to live. But just like the young son, all of us come to that point where we are starving to death spiritually because we have left the love of our father. Now if we come to our senses and we return to the father, that is when he embraces us and loves us And that is when we receive eternal life. And the good news that the early church preached was this. Jesus is the way to return to the Father. That's why Jesus says in John 14, 6, that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. You see, we return to the Father by putting our belief and trust in Jesus Christ. And believing that he died on a cross for our sins, for us straying away and going to the distant country. He died for that. And not only did he die for that, God raised him from the dead. So if we believe in him, then the Bible says we will have life and life eternal. That's the gospel. And so you can use that story, the simple story of that lost son, the prodigal son, 
and you can tell them about Jesus. And so I would do just what I just shared with you. Tell them the story. And most of us can do that in just a minute or so. We can tell the story of the son who left his father and why he left his father. And then we can ask that one question that's a pertinent question in every person's life. Because if they don't return to the Father, they will die in the distant land, separated from God forever. I believe with all my heart, God laid that story of the prodigal. He laid that on me, my heart, for a reason. And it's so that you will share Everywhere you go. That's what they did in Acts 8 4. And that's what God is asking us to do in 2020 with all that's going on around us in the world. And here's my prayer for you and for me. I pray that that story, I pray that the good news about Jesus Christ would be a lot more contagious than COVID 19. And that people would hear it and their life would be changed forever. Because that's what happens when people come to Jesus. You know how I know? We ought to go read the rest of Acts 8 sometimes. Because right after Acts 8, 4, the Bible talks about a man named Philip, who was one of those who was scattered, and he went to Samaria. Remember Acts 1, 8? And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Philip was scattered to Samaria, and what did he do? He preached the good news wherever he went. And the Bible says there that the people of Samaria listened intently to him as he shared Jesus. And then he performed miracles. And then this is what it says in Acts 8.8. 8. It says, and there was great joy in that city. Now, if you look around our city right now, I don't see a lot of joy. I see a lot of uneasiness. I see a lot of fear, anxiety. I see a lot of doubt. I see a lot of hopelessness. I don't see joy. But you know what brings joy to a city? Jesus. And if we would just do what the early church did and preach the gospel everywhere we go, then we would see a city filled with joy. Because just like Acts 8, the people will listen intently, and they will listen because they need hope. And when you share the hope of Scripture, when you share the Word of God, people's lives are changed forever. How do I know? Because the Bible says in Romans 10 that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. But for them to be able to hear the Word of God, you have to speak the Word of God into their life. And the story of the prodigal son is the Word of God. And when you speak that story, and when you lead them to Jesus through that story, there will be joy in our city. So that is my prayer for you. That is my prayer for this church. That is my prayer for our city, that they would hear Jesus. So this is all I'm going to ask you to do. First thing is I'm going to ask you to read that story of the prodigal son, and I'm going to ask you to read it 10 times. And you don't have to do it all at once. You might do it over a day. You might do it over a couple, two or three days. But read that story 10 times in Luke chapter 15. It will not take you long to read it even 10 times so that you know that story, so you internalize that story, so you can tell that story. And then remember that one question, the simple question, what if? What if the son didn't return to the father? What would happen to him? After you tell someone the story of the prodigal, ask them that question. Let them answer it. 
he would have died in the distant land. And then tell them, that's what happened to everyone that doesn't return to the Father through Jesus. That's all God's asking you to do. The Holy Spirit does the rest. We're just called to witness, to share, to preach, to proclaim all biblical words. So read that story so you can share that story. Attach the link we gave you for this video to watch with your family. We also provided another YouTube link to just a music video. And the title of the song that we have attached is I Speak Jesus. And that's what I've entitled this, I Speak Jesus. And I just want you to watch the video of that song and listen to that song. And maybe you want to use that song to worship together as a family. Learn that song and sing that song as you pray. Because the third thing I'm going to ask you to do is to pray. And for many of you, you live in a neighborhood. And so this afternoon would be a great opportunity for you just to go into your neighborhood and walk through your neighborhood and pray over your neighborhood. And this is what you're going to pray. Pray that God would give you opportunities to share that story of the prodigal. And pray for your neighborhood to be drawn to God through His Word. And if you will pray that, and then you will be faithful to share then God will save because that's what God always does. So just simply do what the early church did. Preach the good news everywhere you go. I just want to pray for you. So just bow your heads and close your eyes with me. Lord, we love you and we need you. And I thank you that you have been preparing us for a time such as this. Lord, we didn't know it, we couldn't see it, but you did. So for an entire year, we prayed this verse of Scripture for this moment in time. So Lord, you've answered the first part of that verse. You have scattered us, and we are no longer meeting together, but you've scattered us for a purpose, and that purpose is to preach the good news. Help us to be faithful in preaching the good news of Jesus. And Lord, as we do, let there be joy in our city as people come to Christ Jesus. We know you answer prayer when it's according to your will. This is your will, Lord. So answer this prayer. Fill us all with the Holy Spirit and use us for your glory. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just want to share one other thing before we close. In just probably a week or so, one of the things we're going to do for you is we're going to mail out just a silicone bracelet like this. And on this silicone bracelet, it's going to say a few things. One thing it's going to say is just that title I gave you a minute ago. It's going to say, I Speak Jesus. And then on that bracelet, there's going to be some little icons that just represent the story of the prodigal son. And I'm going to ask you to put this bracelet on your wrist and wear it just so that you'll remember to share the gospel. But maybe so it'll be just a conversation starter. Just someone might ask you about that bracelet on your wrist and you say, well, let me tell you why I wear that bracelet. It's about this story. And then just tell them that story. So you'll get this, and you'll get a card along with it that explains the icons. It explains how to share the gospel. So use that as you speak Jesus over the next few weeks. Also, just one last thing. I just want to ask you to remain faithful even in this time that we're scattered as a church. Remain faithful. As a church, we want to be faithful in helping our community and ministering and serving them. But we cannot do that without you. 
So we still need your help. Please give. You can give online on our website. You can mail your gifts in, but just give so that we can help. Already, we have already had to start helping some families in our church. We've had to start paying rent and utility bills for members of Northport Baptist Church. The only way we can continue that and the only way we can serve and help our community in a great time of need is when you are faithful and when you give. So please just be faithful to give and do what God has called us to do. And then be faithful to pray. I tell you all the time that God works through our prayers. So pray, pray so that God will work. And I promise you that He will do incredible things. Continue to watch for your emails and texts and on social media. We're going to give you a lot of things this upcoming week so that we can stay connected together as a church and help one another in this time of need and remain faithful. So watch for those emails and you'll find ways that hopefully we can stay connected together in our Sunday school classes and our life groups. And so we can just stay connected as a church until we can come back into this place and celebrate all that God has done and worship Him for what He is doing in our life and in our community. So I hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.